Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat. Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. So yeah, interesting night last night. <laughs> Crazy. I that- <clears throat> went home and uh, I was actually, I was in... <laughs> I was in the bathroom and Kim was upstairs. And next thing I know, my phone gets a little ding ding. So I look at it and she sends me this Twitter link. And it's some guy, no random guy. I don't know who it is. Breaking news, shooting in Bob Cajun. And I'm like, what? And then you messaged like within seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, that seemed to be the uh, the prevailing uh, what was going on last and night. And we didn't get any kind of feedback off the fire department. Nothing. And what weirdly though, because I went, I took the dogs out for their last, you know, pee for the night, and and I brought them back in. And as I I put the leashes back in the closet, and I'm standing there, I put Bob in his uh, little shaky Bob in his cage, and and Geary's down on the on the landing. And then I go upstairs to close the curtains, and there's an unmarked police car at the gas station across the street. Now he's not even out of the car, but he's pretty sure he's checking ID because there's a guy and a girl at the pumps with the BMW and they've both walked over and handed him right and then he's handed back so you know yeah either it'll come out or it never will and it'll go down as like folklore of you know the shooting in to be like the uh, 2021 yeah or the uh, what is it oh wait that's not a rumor I was going to say the Bob Cage and Axe murder but that's true yeah <laughs> uh. Okay, right. enough of that. Hey, yeah. everybody. It's another episode of Hanging at the Barbershop. I'm your host, Wes. And I'm Scott. And hey, check it out. There he is. It's uh, producer Andy. Hello. This is a very special episode of Hanging at the Barbershop, uh, something that we've been talking about for a while. Scott, this, I think, is your idea, was to try and do like a uh, homegrown segment where we could... Uh, yeah, reach out to alumni or... Um, Past residents, past um, classmates. Yeah. Um, you know, because everybody leaves the area, or most people leave the area. Uh, well, and then there's, the, in my case, I left and came back. Came back. Yeah. Right. So, so um, it's just cool if, you know, and when you really start to look at some of the people that have left and, and done stuff, and then yeah. it's, it's, it's neat to see what people have done and, and push forward with and stuff. And, Makes the world seem a little more exciting than good old Bob Cajun, other than other than last night. Yeah, <laughs> living vicariously through rep, uh, un unreputable, questionable news sources. Right, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so that was and Andy yeah. had mentioned that he had gone to school with somebody that was now a published author. That's awesome. So I don't think like, I know many published authors. Oh man. <laughs> My wife is trying to be a published uh, author. Well, and this, I think, speaks volumes of, you know, necessarily. And I think he's gone ab- uh, about it, you know, not to spoil the interview. He's, he's gone about it a little differently. Um, you know, not a traditional publishing route, yeah. which is cool. We'll talk about that. And I think that's neat. And I think that's that's really cool information to put out in the world for other yeah. people that may be like, man, I just can't crack that nut. Well, you know what? Maybe you don't need to. Yeah, I think there. this is kind of the world we live in now where like with a lot of media, certainly with our experiences with our other our other uh, folks in, in our recording family who are who are like publishing their own music now. 
Like there's, there's no, you're not necessarily bound to the traditional, I need a record deal or I need a book deal or I need a, there's so much more that you can do on your own now. And the tools are so readily available. And you just got to put it out there. And, you know, I think people find it. And we've been amazed with this whole process. Yeah. How people find us. And you look at some. I think we're up to six now. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, We love you all. But, you know, where some of the downloads are coming from, which is is just weird. Like, right. Nobody, nobody knows anybody in Frankfurt, Germany, or nobody knows anybody, you know, and it's like, well, was that just a random thought he was going to hear about haircuts? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But. I said this last night. I said, I wonder how many actual barbers listen to our show going, these guys don't talk about hair at all. <laughs> Lack thereof. All right. Well, let's not waste any more time. Andy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it over to you because our guest today, Kenoda Braithwaite, is a high school friend of yours, right? Yes. So why don't you uh, do the introductions and let's bring Kenoda in here and, and say hello. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey, Kenoda. Hey. Hey, how are you guys doing? Not good, too bad. Good. Glad to have you here. Good, good, good. So it's been a while. We haven't uh, really been right. in contact much other than Facebook since high school, but uh, right. life has taken you on quite the journey. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It, it's It's been a while, man. I, me- I remember uh, back in uh, Fenland Falls, you were doing all the photography work for yep. the, I guess it was the Gazette. I was in the Gazette at that point, yeah. The Fenland yeah. Falls Gazette? The Fenland Falls that's Gazette. Before that's they folded. Yeah, school. that's really old school. <laughs> yeah, we ended up getting a shot of uh, Kenoda actually slam dunking over top of another friend nice. into the paper there. So, Right, right, right. Scott, so, yeah, it was good, Scotty good and I were both uh, residents of Fenland. We both grew up in Fenland, so we went to Fenland as well, right. and we lived there. So, yeah, when we say the Gazette, that's old school. <laughs> Right, I remember when it ended. It's yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the way of printed media, right? That's for sure. Yeah, right. Kenoda, you're you're not much young. You're Andy's age, which means you're not that much younger than we are. How did you end? No, up, no, no. How did you end up yeah. getting to Fenland Falls? So basically, uh, my mom, like I was living in Toronto, right, and um, it was kind of a turbulent situation in Toronto, and then my mom was like, uh, "We've got to get you out of the." This situation, sure, and get you furthest away from the Toronto life. Right, kind of like the Fresh Prince. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, to Fenland Falls, oh, that would have been like culture shock right there, right? Right, right, right. It, um, I mean, it was. I, I was. I believe I was the only black student at that time that was we, in the school. You know what? And we had talked about this, right? Is um, you know, um when we went to high school, it would have been Andrew Dropwell. Andrew and then right. Anime Williams. Right. Right. So what two black families in town right. most of our life? And then yeah. y- you know, and it's this is my and th- as you say, right? It's it's where you sit and everything and how you relate to it back to your life. And I was like and ideally, the only Chinese family that lived in town owned the Chinese food restaurant. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it, it's long. It, yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know if that's the right way to associate the girls that that's who their parents were. But to me, that's what it was. And right. My parents were the people that owned the hardware store. So I, you know, okay. I was never my own person. I was Fred yeah. and Catherine's kid. Oh yeah, the same thing. I was you're you're guilty by association when you live in a small town. My dad was the foreman of the municipal uh, works for the village before amalgamation. So, 
if anything yeah. happened that I was connected to, I mean, there was no way that my parents weren't finding out about it. Right. <laughs> Said the picnic table. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> so what years would you, did you do your entire high school career in Fenland or you got there like grade I, 10? I did. I believe it was, I was there for grade 11 and grade 12. We'd met other yeah. kids. So that we were there moved. Um, in grade 11, grade 12. I didn't do my OECs. I, I went. I went to college afterwards, but that was. I guess that would be like ninety six or ninety five. Oh, so you were uh, literally rounded? just after me. So I was one of those kids. <laughs> this is funny. Not to make it about me, but I graduated on what I like to call the seven year plan because I dropped out ah. twice. So I came back. I actually graduated in ninety five. So you were just behind okay. me then, right? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I re- like you probably know. We probably like, pass uh, each other in the hallways at some point. Well, it's funny, right? I was right. looking at the Facebook page, right, and it's like, oh, two mutual friends, and I'm like, well, Andy's one. Yeah. And my right. sister-in-law is actually the other one. Amanda uh, Randall used to be a Telford. She's okay. my she's yes. my sister-in-law. So it's like, uh, okay. so right, that puts you guys all sort of in that same. Right. Age category. So it's like, but right, 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 it's like, right. And it's like, man, I don't even get two degrees of separation. <laughs> but right, it's a cool. small, it's a small town. And I mean, as you say, as, as long as people kind of keep reached out and Facebook and a like here and a like there, the people don't get that far away. And now, okay, but that two degrees of separation, let's, let's quantify that though, because now, Kenoda, you're, you are living in Japan. Yes. So, I mean, that two degrees of separation now connects you to infinitely more people. So, I mean, again, just one more example of how small the world right. is. Right. Yeah. We're all connected. We're all connected. So, I was going to say earlier, we, we've met other kids that were in similar situations that you were in where there was something going on. And it's a very common story. Toronto or GTA, as it were. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of the city. And so... In my own experience with the kids that were, as I call them, transplants, it goes right. one, it goes one of two ways: either there's reforms or it gets worse. So, right. presumably, in your case, it got better. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, that's definitely. good to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I mean, the thing is, is that there were um, what I liked about Fenland is that the teachers there they really cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, like you said, if you were to do something that wasn't uh, the right thing, sure. they would definitely tell your parents. <laughs> yeah. They would see them at the IGA. That's right. Yeah. They'd see them at the, the bank. They would see them at J&B's. Yeah. Is J&B's still there? No. J&B's, the okay. building still exists, but uh, okay. sadly, it uh, it became, oh my gosh. So, Fenland, this is a little quick history lesson about Fenland. Fenland right. has finally gotten a natural gas supply. Uh-huh. So after like a million years of not being able to heat your home with natural gas, miraculously right. now you can. So over the last two years, there's been this like in like influx of like natural gas related businesses, and so J and B has actually became like a home comfort store for about a year okay. and a half, and it is now sitting vacant. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a got a lot of good memories there. You get some candy and uh... yeah. What's funny because Scott and I grew up with the with the owners. John's a year older. Yeah, yeah your age, yeah, older, right. year older than me. And then Robin, I still see Robin. I think she's in. Yeah, uh, Robin Adamson, right? Yeah, she's in Peterborough, so I see her okay. occasionally. 
Robin's so, mom still works at Sobeys. Sobeys. And Judy. Uh, yeah, Judy. Yeah. And then Bob. Bob was my yeah. softball coach, uh, like in public school. So, well, I mean, we knew them right. quite well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's good memories. Yeah. Very good memories. So you come to Fenland, everything kind of turns around for you. And then, you know, high school ends. Let's talk about the sort of the next phase of your life, because I'm curious, how does, how does a small town kid go from, right. from Fenland Falls to Japan? Okay, so I was I, I finished school and then I was working at like I was working in computers for a bit, and then um, I uh, I was I was at the company and I read this paper and it said teach English in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I was like, ah, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. We'll check it out. And then I went to Japan and I um, I I taught English initially. And then uh, my grandfather passed away, and then I came, um, I came back to Japan, and then I met my uh, ex-wife. Okay. And then we lived in Japan for a few years. Sure, sure. And then we left after the big earthquake. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's when my son was born, and uh, remind it just me, wasn't what, a good Remind situation. me what year that was? That was up in uh, Fukushima. What year? That was... Uh... When the nuclear plant. 2011, no, 2000, 2011, yeah. Yeah, 2011. 2011. Okay, so not, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago. No, 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 no. It was, it, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So it was like, we didn't really know where whether to stay, whether to go. The government wasn't saying, they were kind of like trying to brush it under the carpet. Okay, you know, everything's yeah, good. Yeah. And then I had a young son at the time. And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, like uh, I did, uh, you know, chemistry class with uh, sure. Doc Skiok. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I knew that radiation wasn't really a good thing. Right? So I just <laughs> Suddenly you're having visions that, of, uh, of Godzilla. Yeah, things that stick, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. So uh, I thought to myself, okay, we'll just take a little rest and then we'll, uh, we'll go back to Canada. Okay. Um, so then I found a job up in Yellowknife. Oh, wow. Teaching. Yeah. That's an awesome place. That's a really, really nice place. I've been as far as the um, airport yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on my way through. Good place. Well, I mean, good, really good people. Really, um, kind of reminds you of like Fenland Falls, like that small town. Yeah. Um, you get to know everybody. People are like very supportive and you have to be cause it's so cold. Right. Right. I mean, you, you gotta, you, you can't be angry up there because, like, what, what are you gonna do? One it's thing, it's so is, cold, it's so dark. Um, Northern Canada so is its own animal. I mean, I I had visited the Northwest Territories before, and it really got a sense okay. of like when everything, like when the milk is imported, you know, right. like it's a different way of living, right? So, I mean, everything is scarce all year round, so you make do with what you have, and that just creates a whole different, a different sense of community. Yes, yes, because you got like I mean, it's not just like Toronto or even even Fenland, you right. know, where you can just get things right. Everything has to be shipped in. That's right. Yeah, um, and it's it's a, yeah, it's just a different way of living. Yeah. So um, we were there for a bit, and then uh, I found a job in Prague, and I stayed there for a bit. Wow! And then, uh, which is a really nice city. It was really um, really nice, and then uh, spent one year in Vienna. Oh, and then wow. I moved back to Japan to be with my uh, my kids. 
so you've you've been all over the place. northern Canada, Europe, and now Japan. And now, yeah, back in Japan. Back so, in yeah. Japan. Some air miles were gotten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get, get free flights now, right? Oh, well, nice. I guess if we're flying. Yeah, oh, I guess, right? Slowly but surely, yeah. there's another back to norms. But that's very cool. So you've never really yeah. had any problem with relocation. You're, you're, no, you're no, a versatile no, no, no. guy. I mean, I, I think coming to Finland, that really taught me a lot, you know, because uh, I, I will admit it was a culture shock. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it was a culture shock, but uh, overall, like the experience was good. Right. Like I didn't have a, I, I can't say that I had a bad experience there. I, I made friends, guys like Andy were there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like really good people up there. So it's, I mean, fun. it's a really, it's a really nice place, you know, like some people that live there, they're like, oh, no, it's actually a really nice place. And you know what? And I think to, it's so interesting because you would have like social dynamics that you would never see in Toronto or what I would assume you'd never see in Toronto, like right. The sea of plaid and the cowboy boots. I don't, oh gosh, I don't yeah. know how many, you know, schools in Toronto have that click <laughs> or right. Or somebody that's like, Oh yeah, I got up early and you know, we, we, we went milked the, the cows, the, the, the barn chores. Right. Yeah. The, and then, or yeah. no, I can't hang out after school. Cause I got to go home and I got to do, I got to do chores. I got to, yeah. I got to right or no, we're picking stones in a field today. Sure. <laughs> Cause sure. We're, we're planting in three weeks. <laughs> And I, I, yeah. I was shocked. I was a town kid, right? So, yeah, me too. Uh, okay. Right? And you get hanging out with other people. And even in that small, as, as Fenland as a feeder school. But uh, as you say, it, it, do, it does give you a pretty diverse cross-section of everything. Because, right, as, as things progressed and more people were looking to get out of the city. And I think we saw that mm-hmm. at the tail end of our high school experience. Because, I mean... Uh-huh. For the longest time, I mean, right, we were in classes with the same people we were in classes since kindergarten. And then you get these new people that get inputted and, you know, it just opens your eyes and brings different right opinions on music. Oh, yeah. Because I always found we were were behind in a lot of things or fashion. And all of a sudden you get somebody with friends in the city or, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's what that is or you know this is what we're doing and those kids that had those associations just seemed a little bit cooler to me but what do i know but uh, so and that that really does prepare you as you say to be a world traveler right and give you the ability to to fit in and associate i assume pretty quick Uh, and you're an outgoing guy by right in this short conversation i mean yeah Sometimes I feel like yeah. I st- that little bit of a struggle to get going, but yeah, you, no, you do I, okay. I mean, I, I can't like I, I I I can say that like I always look back and uh, I really like I really have a lot of respect for the the, the teachers and stuff um, that were there. Oh, we got Fenlin up! Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, do, you, do you recognize that's, where that's actually that from? So this That's is the movie theater. That, oh, is, that is the theater marquee. This became a major pro, uh, project in the village when uh-huh. the movie theater has now been torn down. But there was oh, a big, no. there was a big movement. Yeah, it changed hands a few times, and uh, okay. there was no real, you know, desire to sort of make it anything performing arts anymore. So the the building got okay. sold. It got torn down, but not before this big campaign to save the theater marquee. So the marquee was removed from the building. It spent 
oh my god, Cup. over over a year. Yeah. Getting restored. And so now it is mounted on a plinth at the lock. So as boaters are coming into the lock from Cameron okay. Lake, that's what they see. And it's just it's gorgeous right. sitting there sort of yeah. in that dusky dawn light. Wow. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I had good. I mean, it was never busy. The theater it was always, you not know, very, it, like, right. Where could you go? And maybe there'd be a bit of lineup, but they got everybody in almost every night. Here's right, and here's yeah. another. Here's another one for you, just in case. This is so. This is our high school. This is. Oh like, no, man! Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So wow. there, there's our high school, and I think that's just yeah. just before or just after the renovation. It's before the new electronic sign was put on the front lawn. Anyway. I feel like that's. Uh, I think that's pre. After- that whole part on the front, that's that's the wheelchair new. accessibility. Yeah, I think because you're right. you figure the oh, front of the school right, used right. to be where just the, the windows, flat, the and flat, flat part. That's correct. So that yeah. became offices and stuff. Yeah, you're right. So wow, sure that brings back and some then memories. Across right? the street was uh, Marshalls, I believe. No, yeah, it, it's no, gone. Marsh, we were just it's talking gone, about eh? them yeah, last night. Uh, yeah, they sold wow. tore and somebody came in, tore it down, built a very nice building. It was a hunting and sporting goods store. Yeah. And okay. now it's sort of home decor and knickknacks. It is. It's the Barn okay. and Bunky now. Yeah, the Barn and Bunky. Run by Brandy Watson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember her. But yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's cool, as you say, right? And I mean, what, would you, what was the last time that you'd be through Fenton? Do you even get back? Would you ever go back to Fenton? There's no, you're not- I, I think I was. Um, Maybe in my twenties, I, I yeah, it's been such a like I was back through like Kim Mount because my um, my grandfather had a property up there, right? Um, Kim Mount, and uh, I had a friend um, uh, Andy Stanton. I don't know if you know him. You I know, know the Stantons. Stanton yeah, yeah. So I used to connect with him. I'm still in touch with him. So sometimes I would go up and then see him, see his dad and his mom. Real good people. Yeah, real good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they lived uh, down from Sobeys. Um, you can recognize. Is their it house. Sobeys or? It is a so so down from Sobeys, and you can recognize their house okay. because they have the giant concrete form in front of their house because yes. they live on oh, the corner. Right in the house, and they had yes. somebody pop into yeah, the yeah. the garage or the right. front room one night, coming right. back up. Maybe that's Witchwood. I don't know. Elliot. Maybe, and they Elliot. just kind of they yeah. missed Street, they yeah. missed the turn. Yeah. So then, they, when they got everything fixed, they uh, put a big concrete form there. I'm sure that makes them sleep a little what, like better, a, like a Jersey barrier. Um, basically one of those four feet <laughs> concrete like the yeah. divide the yeah. highway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jersey, yeah. yeah, Jersey barrier. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. I but, guess what? Yeah, take that wasn't playing around. He's. One car hits your house, you'd do something definitive too. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that can be uh, a family altering kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So Kenoda, you're, you're back in Japan now and you've, you've been there for a few years now. What, um, what are you doing now? So I'm, I'm working at a, I'm working at a, uh, a school, like I'm teaching, um, uh, at an elementary school in uh in tokyo and then uh my kids they live with their mom and then they see me on the weekends yeah right right. and then uh they're going to uh they go to like a japanese school okay still teaching english are you yeah so it's it's the the school that i am at is um i'm teaching any in english because most of the kids are 
foreigners. Oh, international so students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's cool then. So, yeah, so cool, yeah, diverse crowd yeah. there, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I find remarkably interesting is the fact that here in Canada, North America, certainly internationally, I mean, I've also traveled traveled internationally. And as a small town kid, as a small town uh, white kid in Fenland Falls, when I joined the service and left Canada for the first time, I was really exposed right. to, it's really my first exposure to real multiculturalism outside of my little world. And it completely, right. it changed me forever, right? In a, right. Pos- in a positive way. I, I got to see yeah. real, real poverty. And I actually, you know, f- as a white guy who can never experience the same experiences that, that a person of color can experience, I got to see firsthand just how prevalent racism really is in our own societal structure, as well as sort of the places that we were asked to go to in military service. So right. your, your ex-wife, the, the mother of your children, she's Japanese. She's Japanese, yes. So your kids are African, Canadian, Japanese, biracial children. Yes. It never and of course it it now that I'm I've moved back to the area and I'm kind of back in that little bubble, which you know, it's 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 warm and comfortable and you know, all these things that I don't really have to think about because I don't see them, but right. you know, reading I read both your books by the way, and they're fantastic. Oh thank you. Yes. Which we're gonna talk about a little bit later because I wanna ask a couple questions about those, but Racism in other countries, you know, does it look the same as it does in North America? I I would say, uh, I would okay. In, in Japan, if you ask the, the people in Japan, they say, "No, we're not racist." Right. <laughs> they would say, "Oh, we're not racist," but I, I think that um, I think in in North America, there's like a history, like there was right. slavery, yeah, the civil rights movement. There's poverty. There's different like aspects. And uh, whereas Japan, um, they haven't really had that much contact with like foreigners. I was yeah. going to say, I mean, culturally speaking, Japan has a history of uh, what's the word? I don't think it's Puritanism, but it's it's very close. Like there's a purist kind of we're Japanese. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, you live there. So, I mean, you you know what I'm talking right. about. Yeah. 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 Like we are because um, I remember I had a I had a. Uh, a white buddy, right? White sure, buddy, sure. and we were we were going to a restaurant. Yeah, and uh, he walked into the restaurant, and the lady was like, "Really?" Walking <laughs> forward, right? Wow. She was walking forward. She was like this. She's a little 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 Japanese lady. She's yeah. like this, right? And like, then don't come my in. Uh, my friend, he's white, right? He's so he's not used to this, right? No. So he's like, uh, he's like. Uh, what's going on here? Right. He's like, I just want to get, we just want to get something to eat. You know what I mean? And the lady's right. like, no, no, you can't go in. And, and he was asking me, he's, I was like, look, man, um, I mean, we should just go to another restaurant. We really? don't need to go here. And he's like, this is racist. This is <laughs> I was like, man, no, 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 no. Let's just go to another place. Let's just, you know, do you get, get, do you get a sense? I, I know we're making light of it and you're laughing, but do you get a sense of like, social justice out of that <laughs> seeing a white guy getting discriminated like <laughs> no, that <laughs> no, I, I mean it, it it opened his eyes because i, I, I guess I, never experienced it before right right so like in japan it's like it, it does it's uh i mean it's a good country i don't want to bash japan no no of course not yeah yeah together. yeah but um but this I, is I these are the realities that you know uh, we non, live non non 
Japanese people who are living there, like international residents, that is a reality of, right. of living in Japan. Right, right, right. So you get people that are really interested in uh, uh, interacting with foreigners, and you get people that are like, uh, why don't you just, you know, leave? Right. <laughs> and that would go for a person that's black, or the person that's white, a person that's brown. It's pretty much we Japanese and and you're, you're not well, and you're not right because you're not so yeah. yeah from the restaurant point of view in her mind is it better for her business not to have you there would that stop her regular clients from coming in it would make people feel uncomfortable right so and yeah. she, as a business owner she's you know you're bad for business out out <laughs> which is right i it is. I mean, yeah. okay, if we look at it like in a, in pure monetary like sense, right? Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. having foreigners there probably would maybe she had a bad experience, right? Okay, uh, with a foreign customer, or maybe she thinks, okay, I can't speak uh, to oh, them in maybe, English, yeah, and they're going to sure. ask me a bunch of questions. So I'd rather just not deal with it, okay. right? Stick, yeah. stick with what she knows and what she's used to, and the the clientele right. that she has. Right, 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 right. But I mean, for him, uh, my friend who's white, he was like, oh, my God, don't call them. <laughs> really? He wasn't used to it. He yeah. wasn't. And, you know, he's had like, he had different experiences, you know, where the police were like stopping him. Really? Asking him for his ID. Yeah. And he's like, what? Are you? you know, so. Like I in, think it in, was a, in the racial profiling sense? They racial profiled him. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Because again, yeah, it's, yeah, right at the train it, station. It, yeah. It's the same thing, I, I, right? There's a guy yeah. that visually doesn't belong. Yeah, what are you doing here? And it's like, yeah, yeah. what, you know, oh my. But that, that's. Yeah, and he's white and he's white. So he, he I remember we, we were, uh, we were meeting up at the train station and um, he was getting talked to by the police. Really? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? That's bizarre. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know, and they were asking him, they're like, can you see your ID? Can we search you? All this kind of, you know, and he's white, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he he, he loves Japan just like I do. But, sure, sure. Uh, but he's never experienced that. He would never experience that, say, in Canada. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You yeah. have to go outside to get that kind of, like, uh, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So, but it shocked me because right. I was like, "Well, you guys are not going to stop me. I'm free to go." <laughs> yeah, and again, so this is where I go back to as as a white kid living in small town, you know, rural Canada. Right. This is an experience that I've I can never appreciate. So, I appreciate the candor of what it's like to be somebody living abroad and experiencing that in a completely different way. Right. I know right. we. So. I know we had some interesting. It's funny. The one thing I always said about about military services, we always go to these places where like and and like governments are like they're wanting us to come. So, you yes. know, as an organization, we go to these places. And yet, you know, my experiences from within the military and this is sort of the other end of it was. And I always question this. Why do we go to these places and then we treat the locals like they're the foreigners? I never understood that. And it never sat right. well with me. Yes. So, you know, I'm glad to be done with that part of my life, to be honest. <laughs> So clearly, I mean, your books, they're children's books and they, they're, yes. they focus uh, around the concepts of, of biracialism, bullying, and to some degree, uh, racism. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're wonderfully written. I, I, Thank re you. I read them both. I read, um, I read Mio uh, first and uh, I just want to, I'm going to put the picture of that one up so we can talk about that one. Here we go. 
So there it is. Mio the Beautiful. Tell me a little bit about, about the inspiration for this one. Okay. So, um, so basically my, my daughter was, um, she was attending Japanese school here in, um, Yokohama. Right. Um, and, uh, she's like a good student. She had many friends. She really liked the school like, yeah. and she never had a problem there. And we never had a problem from the teachers and uh, she was really happy going to school. Um, so she never complained, never said anything. She just like normally just going to school. Yeah. Having a good time. Good kid. Good. Like not a problematic child. Right. Just no, yeah. not somebody you would, you would, uh, you would think that, oh, she deserved this or something. Nobody. So, and by um, the way, no, nobody deserves to, yeah, be, to be treated. Of that course. Way. Of course. But I, I, I mean, um, I, I, I agree with you. Right. Uh, yeah. So just like a normal, normal kid, happy-go-lucky. Yep. And then uh, one day she came back uh, from school and she said, I don't want to go to school anymore. Right. And I was like, what? What, do you, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to go to school anymore. Right. And then I was like, um, why? What's going on? She's like, I just don't want to go to school. Right. And uh, so kept asking her, kept asking her. And then she's like, there's some kids that are making fun of me because I have a different skin color. And they're making really? fun of my skin color. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, oh man, I was, I, cause the, the thing is, is that I thought, right. I, in my imagination or my, my belief, I thought, okay, this happened to me when I was a kid growing up in Toronto. Yeah. 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 And this also happened to my mother when she was growing up in Toronto. And then I thought, okay, we're in like 2000. We've got all these like YouTube and all this, or 2000, we're in, we're, we're, we've got all these um, different avenues to learn about different people. Yeah, we're so and much then, more connected uh, in the digital age. Right. And so, and I yet was it, like, it uh, rears its head. It just broke my heart. Like, it, it just, it just, because uh, I was like, I thought this would stop. You know, I thought this, like, making fun of somebody because they're different than you would stop. And uh, it didn't. It didn't. And so that really, uh, it really, uh, really broke my heart like to hear that you know that, that i think as it would we're we're all parents in this i mean all of us are parents at yeah. this point i think it would we would all feel the same way and yeah it, it's disheartening right because right as you say you just want your child to to move forward be happy you, you know right. have have their best life and you know and maybe it's the wrong thing kids are kids kids are miserable Right, and it just rotten. takes a couple of them to get together and realize that you kids know, are cruel to each other. They oh, really are, yeah. Right, and it's—I don't know if it's social packing order or, as you say, right. We we've talked about this too, where nature versus nurture, yeah. peer pressure, all those other things that uh, and right. But again, and again, right. It, it's as much as you raise your kids right, yeah. Because I yes. feel like I raised my kids right. Yeah. And you know, sometimes my the things that come out of my eldest's mouth, I'm like, "Wow, I, that was never something that yeah. you would have picked up in our household." Yeah. And it's like, right, Where this it association from, yeah. or people that he's hung out with or different experiences he's had in his life have given him definitely a different spin that I would never. I'd be like, I don't understand how you're seeing it that way. Where you know, I never would see that same thing. You say, you know, red, and I'm saying yellow. I'm like, how do you not see that it's yellow? And he's like, it's just not. And I'm like, but but that's it, eh? And as they say, it, it breaks your heart, but then it's, 
I wonder too, is like, do you try to just, you never, you never had that conversation with your, your daughter. You assumed it was moving forward and straight. Right. And then you had well, to have the conversation with yeah. your daughter. Yeah. Like oh. it, 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 it's, it's, um, it wasn't, uh, something we really brought up. You know what I mean? Like it's something that I just thought, okay, she speaks Japanese yep. fluently. Yep. She's integrated in the culture. She likes Japan. She likes, you know, the, the culture. She likes the school. Yeah. And then I, I knew, though, I knew that I had to do something because in Japan, the bullying is a lot different than the Canadian style of bullying. Sure, sure. Can you can so, you kind of give us a little bit of insight in, like, what what's different, what it looks like? So what it looks like is that um, it's more, like, psychological. So it's okay. not like a physical – so people just won't talk to you. Really? Yeah. So they'll just be like, yep, you don't exist. Oh, wow. And they will like um, – they'll kind of like, you know, do things like it's like a psychological – and sometimes even the teachers are involved. Really? Like they're just like, oh, that's the kid that's going to be bullied. So, yeah, just – So that's we've okay. We've got 40 kids. We, you know, not we can sacrifice one. one. 40 kids in the class, we can afford one. <laughs> right yeah that's yeah there's 40 horrible. kids yeah. and they're like okay one of those kids is gonna get bullied i'm super busy that's just the reality um, of it. and uh that's just the way it's gonna be wow. yeah and sometimes when you bring that up like we were fortunate that uh her uh, my daughter's uh principal right he was like a really proactive uh person okay uh because a lot of the times it's just like oh let's just you know Everything is good. Everything is okay. You're just making a big fuss. It's just kids being kids. Oh, wow. Never heard that before. <laughs> right. So pure, I, pure I, think sarcasm. It, I think it was, um, I, I think it was, because uh, I worked in Japanese schools. Right. Also. Yeah. For a bit. So I, I seen it firsthand. I was, right. I, I was, like I said to the, I, I was working in a junior high school and I was like, why doesn't anyone talk to that? child like why is everyone ignoring them and it was right and the right. teacher was just like oh that's just um he's just different like, oh okay yeah that's <laughs> like it's funny too and like, okay don't ask me more and anymore i questions. think that's my own stereotype too that you know i would say you know very polite you know all those things but they've they've managed to turn that to oh we'll, we'll still be polite but it's like does that go back to the, like we were saying before, like even back to like the second world war where Japan had this like isolationist policy where it was like, nobody comes in, you know, we are Japan and that's it. So, I mean, again, going back to that nature versus nurture as a generational right. thing, you know, this is a learned behavior. I mean, the psychology of it doesn't change, you know, just because you're in a different country, it's still the same. These people have learned it right. from somewhere. Yeah, no, it's not that, it's not that, like, I mean, uh, Japan would, like, Japan was, like, there's many different, there's, I, I don't want to, I guess I'll use the word tribe, because that's the easiest. Sure. So there's, like, the north, the south, yeah. and then the central. And yep. so what they did is that they had to unite the whole country. Yeah, okay, because it's not just and, one big island. Yeah, there's, like, many little islands, you know, with different people. Right. And so they said, okay, we're going to unite everybody. And everybody will be Japanese, and everyone yep. from the outside is an outsider. Right. Yeah, but like ethnically, they are there are differences with 
the people from the north and the people from the south. You can see sure, it. Sure, sure, there would be. I mean, uh, yeah. northern Japan, just across the right. the Sea of Japan is Korea. Right, right, right. So you see, you see different people. But in the school, there's a saying in Japanese uh, society, the nail that sticks up, we yeah. hammer it down. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the, so like, if you, if you're like unusual in any way, like, cause my daughter doesn't wear the uniform, but like when she gets to junior high school, right. everyone wears a uniform. Okay. Everyone has to have the same haircut. Yeah. Everyone has to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. And wait, wait, they is, have to wear the same hairstyle? Well, you have, there's certain rules. They have like a rule book. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have your hair in a certain way, then, uh, you get sent to the principal's office and they tell you to change that. Yeah. Oh my lord! Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's 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 strict. I mean, you got yeah, forty very much kids so, in the yeah. class, right? Well, and I mean, and I, I certainly can understand. I can stand. I can understand order and discipline. I just don't know if I agree with that that level of of uniformity. You know, on a young mind that is that uh, impressionable. <laughs> you know, does it does it send the right message? I mean, I wore a uniform for almost. Oh, for 15 years. So, I mean, I, I get it. Right. It's, there's some comfort in that. But at the same time, like, oh, uh, there, there are kids that don't do well with that. <laughs> yes. But I, I think the thing is, is that, uh, I mean, there's good things and, and, and there's there's pluses and minuses, right? Sure, um, sure. I, I think uh, one of the pluses is that uh, people work together. Like yeah. They, they, they have a, it's not so much about me. It's more about the group. The, the benefit of the group and but then it, it's funny to say like that 40 kids yeah and she's or he or she's teaching 40 kids in a classroom that's a lot of kids with one teacher yeah it is smaller try to keep the ratio size. smaller yeah yeah and there's 40 kids there and they're all you know so it's kind of like they're a little bit uh they're nice they're kind but there are like rules that you have to follow well, this is, and, so you bring up a really yeah. good point because I just want to segue this for a second because here we are the last, what, two years of our life. The, the joke here is, hey, we're in year two of the, of the 15 days to flatten the curve where COVID-19 right. is concerned, yeah. right? Here in North America, at least in Canada, we, when we talk about international news and, and Japan comes up with how well Japan is handling uh, the pandemic. And right. there's mention of like Japanese culture is all about preserving the culture and helping the, you know, Japanese help each other. Right. So that, that has come up as a, as a real reason why the numbers are, are significantly lower there because everybody already wears a mask to begin with. And it's all about right. making sure it's, it's what's best for everybody else. And people in right. North America just can't grasp that. But yet it's so contrasted against what's happening to your daughter right yeah 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 like yeah you're right because everyone does wear a mask everyone uh no talking on the train yeah you know like <laughs> very very prim proper know, all the rules and um so it, it there's good and bad yeah it's yeah so you've had to have this yeah. conversation with your daughter you've decided that you need to do something about it so what do you do so initially, when I heard the news, like I, I heard that there was these these kids bullying her. Sure. My initial reaction was, okay, I'm going to go down to the school, point to the kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> and let me just deal with them, right? And then I was like, okay, no, that's not a good idea. That's not going to get the results. You know, no, I'm going to get no. thrown in jail. 
I'm going to be yelling at some kid, you know, and this is not going to be a good idea. Right. Right. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe meal, you can fight them. Right. I'll teach you how to fight. Go sure, down there sure. and, you know. and then she's like, dad, I don't want to do that. Right. So what I did is that I actually, uh, I asked the teacher if I could go to the school and do a presentation. Okay. Because I thought that, uh, it's an education problem. These aren't bad kids that were bullying my daughter. Right, I thought, okay, right. we just haven't seen anyone that maybe looks like me. And right. So they don't know that, you know, this guy's an actual human being and, right. you know, that's, that's, so I, um, so what I did is that I, uh, I, I brought in some books and my grandmother, um, she's a writer too. Right. And then I brought in um, her book and I, I brought in different resources. Right. And then I just talked to the kids about Canada. I was like, yeah, in Canada, we have this guy named PK Subban. He's a hockey yeah, player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plays for Montreal. And I was talking about uh, my, my, it was like meal was born in uh, Yellowknife and, you know, I uh, I have dark skin, and the reason why I have dark skin is because I'm African, and you know we have to have darker skin because you know, and I just explained it to the kids, and uh, actually the 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 kids, the the students that were bullying Meal, yeah, their parents actually came in and helped with the presentation. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, it's great. Yeah. Though, so they right? actually came in, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll help you translate it." And then um, afterwards, like I donated, I had like, um, they invited me to have lunch with the the children. I talked to everybody. Right, right. And then uh, it kind of, it, it, she doesn't get bullied anymore. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So it's positive. Yeah. So I'm reading yeah. the book last night and I'm, and I'm, I'm listening to your story. And of course I can see the parallels. This is very much her story. Um, yes. And clearly some of the, the names have changed and. Right. Yeah. But as I'm reading the book last night and, and your reaction of like, I'm just going to go down there and I'm going to have these kids, North American parents, that's what would happen. Moms would be like, yeah. I'm, I'm head hunting for these kids. And if you don't do something about it, I'm coming after you. Right. And yeah. yet I'm reading yeah. the book and I'm like, nope, we're going to do a lesson on that. And I thought, how creative is that to actually yeah. turn it in, to turn something that's, you know, ostensibly a negative thing into a positive, into a learning experience. And to right. have it well received, I thought it was really just super well done. Thank you. And by the way, the language in that book, I just want to talk, I'm going to talk about the book here again for a second. I'm going to bring it back up so everybody can see it here. It's uh, Mio the Beautiful. And of course, as we've just been talking to uh, Kenoda about the story of his daughter and biracialism and, and uh, bullying in Japan, the language in this book, and I'm not sure how it, it reads in Japanese. I don't speak Japanese. I certainly can't read it. But the English translation, I think, you know, what, if I could just ask for a second, what is the target age for this book? Uh, I would say from six years to about 10. Six to nine, yeah. Grades one, two, and three. That's perfect. Because I was thinking the yeah. the language is so perfect for you know kids where like they're kids who can read full sentences who have the comprehension level for it it's not yeah. it's not written above them and it's not written below them it just fits in this nice space where the message is clear that bullying is wrong and right. then the idea that we can have a conversation around that it's perfect because 
I was as I was reading it. Of course, I'm reading it as a 46 year old man, and I'm like, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no talk about repercussions. There's no talk about guilt or rem- yeah. remorse. And I thought, well, that's great because kids don't necessarily understand those concepts. But if you if you tell them that this is wrong, and the reason why it's wrong is because these people are human beings too, as you have done in the book, it's right. it's the yeah. perfect message in the perfect language for the perfect target audience. And I think it's just beautifully written. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I read it to, to many kids. I read it to uh, students at, and one student said, I, he goes, uh, asked, well, so what did you get from the book? And he's like, uh, Oh, this book is like about butterflies. Really? They're all different colors, but they're beautiful. Oh, wow. That's a great analogy. Yeah. I was like, wow, this kid, uh, we're voting for you for president. <laughs> yeah, really? Deep, deep kid. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So when you published this book, you went about it via Kickstarter. Is that correct? Yeah, so, so Meal the Beautiful, I um, I did that all on my own. I, 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 I just, um, I figured out a way that there's this Amazon publishing, yeah. self-publishing. So I, uh, I didn't know how to write a book. I had no idea of what to do. Um, so I found a artist like through Googling, like I just Googled illustrator, illustrator. I found somebody and then I, um, I was like, okay, I, I don't really know how I, I know the story. So I wrote that. Right. And then I got the illustrator to make the illustrations. Right. And then I found somebody to, um, to basically do the layout of the book. Cause I had no clue of, uh, how to do that. You know, it's funny because in our podcasting venture, I mean, we had no idea what we were doing either. And so it's funny because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the front end, a lot of the creative stuff that Scott and I do, we're, we're fine to right. do that. And then we turn around and we hand it off to Andy in the background who yeah. does all of this like wonderful post-production. And suddenly there's like, there's audio clips and there's video clips and there's all this right. creative visual stuff packed in there that I would have no idea how to do. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I I said to Andy last night. I'm like, do we know who illustrated this book? Because the the illustrations are really good. My point right. being that there's a that, like you say, there's a moment where you don't know how to do this, so you you basically randomly look up an illustrator and you kind of put your trust in them that they're gonna <laughs> that they're gonna produce something that fits your vision. Right. And by the looks of things, I mean, in my opinion, the, the illustrations are just, they're spot on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the illustrator, um, she's actually from Indonesia. Right. And she, so I, I, I looked up her work and uh, she, um, she had an interest, well, she has an interest in Japanese culture. Right. So she knew exactly, like she knew exactly how to draw it because she, she she was like oh, okay so you want this you want a kimono you want sure she already knew all the it wasn't like giving her something that was like foreign to her she was uh she was familiar with japanese uh culture so right, she knew right. how to do it so i was really lucky i was really fortunate well, to that's, find her that's awesome and she did the illustrations for your second book as well right she did yeah okay. and that's the one i did through uh kickstarter right yeah um so i um i thought um I thought uh, with the second book, Let's I like, wanted to focus on children that return to Japan, yeah, uh, yeah, from abroad. And there's like a group of um, there's a group of uh, children that are called returnees. Okay, so they 
they're born in Japan. Yes. And then they come back to uh, live in Japan from being overseas. Right. And if they don't, like, say if I'm a Japanese family, I moved to, say, uh, Toronto for, for work yeah. or something. Yeah. And I'm not living in Japanese society. Okay. So now when I come, the parents move back to Japan, and maybe your Japanese isn't as good as... Right. Somebody who's somebody, been there the like, whole time. So now you're considered a foreigner. Oh, wow. In your own country. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah. how that can be problematic. Right. So uh, so I, I, I knew that there's a lot of... Uh, I, my son, he went through that experience, uh, uh, like moving back to Japan after being outside right. of the country. So he had a little bit of a rougher start. Sure, sure. And then I... Um, I, I wanted to write a book for those kids that are returning to Japan yeah. and who don't fit in. Right. And then to use a sport uh, such as um, kendo. Yeah. Because uh, kendo is a sport that like everyone can pretty much play. Is it sort of like, is kendo considered to be like a, like a national pastime for Japanese people? Uh, no, but it's, it's one of their national, I, I think it's one of their sumo and then kendo. It's kind of like um, when you practice kendo, it builds sure. up your like your spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's almost like fencing. Like it's right, it's fencing. right. Sword play. Yeah, what? yeah. I guess yeah, I yeah. was just kind of trying to. Is it like? Is it like you know how North Americans consider like baseball? Right, like it's the game anybody can play. Right. Well, not as popular. It would be like more like fencing for right, for us. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not as popular. Baseball would though. be very popular in Japan. Interesting though. And so your son is actually the the character in the book. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to like when I wrote it, I thought I needed a sport cuz my son's like a runner. Okay. I was like, ah, I can't use running because what if, you know, a kid that gets that's excluded and right. join the running club and can't right. run. Can't run. So okay. I was like, okay, I'll I'll choose a sport that uh many children can join into and they can see that, Oh, if you join sports or if you do some activity, then you can make friends. Right. And to use a traditional Japanese, uh, sport like that, it definitely reinforces that whole, you know, embracing everybody. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was the idea. Well, this one, I, you know, reading this one last night, I actually thought, you know, much like Mio, the language again is, is just sort of appropriate. Did you write this one, you know, with the intent of maybe a slightly older audience? Yes. So, yeah. So the, this one I wrote for children, probably about not eight, nine or 10 or 11 years of age. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's like grades, what, five, five, six, four, five, six, four, five, because, I mean, it is a picture book. Yeah. So most kids at that time, they're like, oh, picture book. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Sentences are longer, has, uh, more paragraphs per page. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of, I kind of, it's not a, a chapter book, but I wanted it to, because um, it's written both Japanese and English. Yeah. So I kind of had to, like, tone it down, like, just, just cut it down because it would really get into. Right, right, right. I tried to do a chapter book, so yeah. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll stick with the picture book and okay. have the images, and uh, it totally have sort of like that. it totally makes the story though. I mean, the the visual component is is great when you get to see uh, Kai and his friend Sky, the the British the British uh, student, you know, right. just contrasted with those other kids, the other Japanese kids. Yeah. It just that completes the picture, this the acceptance picture, and everybody 
can come together. And I just, I love the way it's drawn. Yeah. So uh, what do your kids think about being uh, the topics of your books? Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, my daughter is pretty, pretty happy, you know, that I, I wrote the book. And then my son, like, he was like, well, you got to write a book for me. So, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I, I mean, we, um, we haven't, I haven't really introduced it to their school because I, I didn't want to bring too much right. fanfare to their, you know, so we haven't really talked about it at their school, but um, yeah, like, you know, they're pretty happy. I, I, I think, uh, I think for me, I can see their happiness, Yeah, but I knew that uh, there's other children out there who are going through the same thing. Right, right. Yeah. So there's other kids that uh, are being bullied in Japan. Or um, so I was like, I, I, I know my daughter's okay, but that's not enough. Yeah. And then I, uh, I took on this these projects in order to help kids that are being bullied and make a resource for teachers. Right, right. Yeah. So let so, me let me ask you. When the royalties start pouring in, are the kids uh, going to be expecting a cut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, I, I got to give them their check every Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. They're, uh, they're, they're asking, Dad, Dad, what about that one? What about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm like, okay, guys, we'll go 50-50 here. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get a you get a third book in the works here. Talk let's let's go run through that one a little bit. Tell us about the third one. Third one. Oh, okay. So this is uh a continuation of Meal the Beautiful. Yeah. And then uh this is oh yeah, this coloring book that we made. Oh good. Um so that's and a, then the, the, this is out now? The coloring book is already out. So oh, okay, I took great. Uh, the images from Meal the Beautiful and I thought, hey, um, Okay, so this is this book right. This I, I'm writing so many books now. It's oh, just wow. like this book right here. This is called Meal's Wish. Yes, and basically this is a story of because um, sometimes like uh, we have certain experiences like yep. living in Japan. Yeah. So Meal's wish is that she just wishes that uh, we can all be living together with and in, in peace. Right. So I this book is more like. Um, situations that Mio and Kay and I have experienced in yeah. Japan. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So So this is what you're working on now. When when can we possibly maybe expect to see this uh back up on Amazon? I think it's September. Yeah, because I, I I'm just I, I gotta take a little bit of a it's summertime a now. So time time for a break, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, I think like awesome. now that I have it in my my head I just want to just pour it all out and then I'm done. Okay. Well, yeah. that's great. Has the process gotten easier? It, it, it has. Yeah. It's gotten easier. Like the technical aspect. Cause I now understand, Oh, okay. You do this, you do that. But then to come up with a story or to come up with something that would be interesting, I kind of have to like really, really think about it really, you know, how this would sound and uh, how people reading this would think about it. You know, so I, I really think about it. Before I, because uh, I want it to be something that is, um, I don't want it to be like a simple story. I want it to have different elements. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Invoke a thought, right? Yes, to get people thinking and, and talking. So can you tell me, just 
I just thinking about other people out there, other content creators and, and going through the Amazon process. And, and this is more for people who are maybe out there and they have a project that they're working on and they're not right. really sure what to do. Any words of wisdom on the self-publishing thing through Amazon that might help other writers out there? I, I think the thing is, is that um, if you, okay, depends on, I, I would say I, I can speak on like children's books. Yep. I think, what you what you would do is that um, you need to because it's thirty two pages. Yes, so you have to really write it. You got to write a very concise story. That's the oh, first so thing. there's a page count, yeah. like a limit. There's a limit. Oh, okay, you don't okay. go over that thirty two pages. And I think a lot of those pages are like copyright, and you know, yeah, so you got to like yeah, yeah. really get a story done. Thirty two pages then, with uh, all of your credits. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Right, so you got to really get the story out there, and so that's that's one thing. And then you just got to write something, and then have your family or friends read it. Sure, sure. You know, and then every story has like a problem that needs to be solved. Right. So you got to think, okay, what is the problem? What is the character going to do? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. How are they going to solve the problem? And then uh, once you start writing it, and uh, then you hand that over to an illustrator, and then with the like, if you don't do the illustrations yourself, right then you've got to like basically write very descriptive things of what you want it to look like. Yeah. Otherwise you, you do what we do and you blindly hand it off and hope what comes back, it fits your narrative. <laughs> right. Fortunately right, in our right, case, right. it does every time. <laughs> right, 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 right. We actually so, um, I call Andy the wizard. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. He knows what he's doing. He does. Uh, so yeah. And then uh, after that, then um, you find somebody that to do the layout. Yeah. Of the book because they know how to like put the, the trim and there's all these like technical right. things. That yeah. You just hire somebody to do that. And then you can, Amazon has like a program where you can self publish. Okay. And so you put that up on the, uh, the net and then you have to market the book because it yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. sell by itself. You no, know, like, no, well, just miraculously a million copies went overnight. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's out there on Amazon, but unless you're out there like, talking about it and like you know promoting it then it's just there there's some there's some legwork to be yeah, done i mean you gotta you gotta hit the bricks on that yeah yeah so I mean, you gotta get out there and you gotta like uh, you gotta start talking to people and um talking about your cause and uh because you've, yeah, done, you've yeah. done quite a few interviews right and different things and like as right. you start digging into your facebook page it's like right you're You've you've done a lot of work and um yeah and and puttering away and I saw that uh you know Mio is uh, in a few of those interviews kind of sitting on right. the side big smile yeah, on yeah, her yeah. face so yeah. that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, so I was just uh, yeah I was just going to bring up a uh, a shot of your uh, your website here we can actually show the people who are watching on our YouTube channel can actually see kind of uh what we're talking about here so here's a uh Here's a shot of uh, Kenoda's uh, website, which is pretty much, I guess it's a bit of a, like a landing page for all of your books. And of course, it, it has right. sort of your your mission as well as some contact information for you. And people can sign up for your, your mailing list on here. Uh, I signed up for your mailing list when I uh, got my free copy of, uh, of K, which I thought, hey, that's cool. I'll sign up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is definitely a, a good way to, to reach people. How, what else are you doing to, uh, to promote? Uh, so the promotion basically, um, 
I was featured in um, this 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 uh, newspaper called Toyo Keizai. Okay, not and like I know. Basically, what that, is, that but... was it's um, it's one of the I think top Japanese business paper. Okay, in the country, really, and so they. I went on Facebook. I I I, I said, oh, I wrote this book, and then one of the columnists, yeah, uh, from Toyo Keizai, he contacted me. He's like, I want to write about you. Oh wow. And then uh, it went in the newspaper all throughout Japan. So that's really that awesome. Pretty, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty good honor. I guess. Uh, I don't think I've ever yeah. had national news. I'm lucky if I make the local paper. There you go. I, I had it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the thing is, is that um, I just wanted to um, like my it's not really about me. It's just like what I what I like. I go home and I'm like, wow, there's like kids being bullied. And maybe schools don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and uh, I, I take it like you know, it's a, it's uh, it's kind of my mission. Like I I want the the books to uh, to be out there so that um, there's resources to deal with this problem. Well, it's a yeah. definitely uh, it's a noble cause, and uh, you know, it's uh, I wish there were more people out there like you doing this. You know, that are aiming down towards the next generation who are coming up behind us because. That's how yeah. we're gonna. That's how we're gonna save the world. It's the kids of the world that are gonna do yeah. it. Not old timers. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I, I'm sure I'm trying. You know, <laughs> I, I give it all my. Um, I give it. Uh, I give a good effort. You know, because I, I, I. It just breaks my heart to know that there's other kids out there. Yeah. That yeah. are um, that have went through or going through that thing that my daughter went through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I. I try to try to, uh, and this is just my way of like saying, you know. Hey, you know, bullying is not cool. Like this is not cool. We can we can do better than this, right? We can we can obviously do better. We can treat and, people uh, nice, treat people with respect and Yeah, uh, it's never okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything yeah. else on the go in your world besides writing? What else is going on in your world? Uh, <laughs> mainly right now, just writing. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're just writing. Um I moved to the beach. I moved out of Tokyo to the the beach side here. Oh, that's nice. Uh, is that on the 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 Sea of Japan side or the Pacific side? Uh so uh, that would be a good question. Um, I know it's Sagami Bay, so that would Sea of Japan. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, yeah, I got to get my geography out. Here. Sea of yeah, Japan between Japan and the mainland Asia, and then everything on the outside would be the Pacific. Ocean. Oh, Pacific. Yeah, yeah, it's Pacific side. Yeah. Oh, cool. On the Pacific yeah, side. That's so. nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just not bad, you know. We got I got a longboard, like a skateboard. Nice. I was nice. gonna say you're gonna hit the waves. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're taking it easy. We're taking it easy. That's awesome. Our beach, yeah. I don't even think is gonna be open this year. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the Finland. There's a beach in Finland, right? There, there is. is. Uh, I don't yeah. know what the status of that one is yet this year either. I mean, we've been hit with some. Uh, the la- and I, I don't remember it as a kid, and I don't know if it's because we didn't test for it or just because the numbers were low. But the last few years have been like these real spikes in uh, E. coli. So oh. lo- local beaches have been open and closed like periodically uh-huh. over the last few years. So some right. some years are good, and other years not so much. <laughs> and there was a place up in Burnt River, no? Like there was a really nice beach up there. Uh. uh What's the name of it? Uh, four mile, four mile. Yeah, I mean, they're sprinkled all so. through, right? Yeah. So I mean, everyone's yeah. got that secret beach, the uh, little hidey hole. Yeah. Well, we were talking yeah. there. We had um, 
Miles Gibney on, and he was talking about Sandy Beach and Buckhorn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then within the week, I saw somebody say that they've got it all taped off and closed. So, oh, there you go. For okay. whatever reason. But, I mean, that seems to be. And then the other big thing here is the uh, the algae blooms. So if it gets super oh, hot, no. all of a sudden it's the algae just ramps up to 100. And then yeah. the same thing. The water is just not great for swimming, right? So, ah, okay. But... The, and then the, I mean, the other, uh, the other one that we don't really talk about that much is the uh, the wild rice, right? The wild rice. So the, there's a there's a, okay. a native rights issue that's been going on for the last few years, and Aha. so the local, oh my God, the help me out here, Curve Lake First Nations. Curve Lake First Nations have basically okay. been exercising their rights, and they've been seeding wild rice pretty much everywhere. So uh-huh. from a recreational uh, standpoint, the waterways are being choked off. Uh-huh. So it makes it a little hard for people who maybe want a boat or, you know, use them for anything other than fishing and wow, or, rice. yeah, harvesting right. rice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been an issue here for the last couple of years too. So. Okay. But uh, yeah, and you know what? I, I can see both sides of the story yep. and uh, the gentleman that does a lot of the seating, he, He's in that mindset that that's his. It's his ancestral right, right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah. there's only so much. Right, I wonder too, like <laughs> as people have kind of how much of this are you eating or selling? <laughs> yeah, like, he sells some of it, and it is good rice, but it's yeah. still like how much can you know a two man operation harvest? I know, right? But, uh, and then it just becomes pers- uh, persuasive, pervasive, pervasive, pervasive. Thank yeah. you. Not a cerveza. Yeah. Cerve- oh. <laughs> Maybe today. It's too early in the morning for that. Cerveza por favor. Maybe later. Well, we could just pretend we're running on... uh, We're on uh, Kenota time. Yeah, and then it's like, (laughs) all good. Uh, Well, you know what? That's fabulous. And as I say, you know what? You're doing, as Wes said, such a noble thing, reaching out and helping people that, you know, might not get it otherwise. So, you know, from parents, you know what, thank you for, you know, doing something that you didn't need to do. Yeah. uh, But you knew you needed to. So, I mean, right. That's (laughs) because you, but I mean, there's lots of people that would just go, you know, you know, it'll go away. You know, however your parenting style is, but you were very proactive and, you know, can't say enough about that, that, you know, as a, as a parent, right. I guarantee you, I've probably told my children that, you know, head down, eyes down, march forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and not had the difficult conversation or literally gone and done something about it. So, you know, it's nice to hear that you can do that and it, it works and yeah. So it's, it's exciting. And then, yeah, exciting for you. Exciting to know and talk to yeah. a <laughs> a published author. Yeah, it's been a Yeah, uh, no, I don't I don't look at it like you, know, <laughs> you should I don't look at it like Oh yeah, right. I but, don't look at we'll, it like that. Give credit where credit's due because we'll, we'll, we're not published. We'll, we'll tweet your or uh, honk your horn. No Absolutely. worries. No oh. worries. Yeah. Mio is now a number one bestseller, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of fluctuates this, you know, but she we did uh, hit the bestseller, and I think it was there for like three or four months. That's wow. really exciting, though. I mean, yeah. to to appear on a bestseller list, you know, anywhere has got to say something. It's got to feel good. Yeah, like I, I mean, it, it to to me, um, I, I I I think like okay, we're on the news, we're on the 
the best seller and this and that. Yep. But I'm just like, okay, look, there's still kids being bullied, right? That's so I true. gotta keep working. I gotta oh, keep you know, <laughs> man, you are so yeah, humble. I, yeah. You are so, so I, humble. And I, I, I very much appreciate that. Cause really, I mean, it is about the message and, and getting the message out there. And and I guess yeah, my point about being on a bestseller list is that people are getting the message. But as you yes, say, like, yeah, definitely. Like there was, I, I got a, um, I get emails. Uh, I had a teacher last week say, we use this book in our class to resolve a bullying situation. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, that's, that's really, really nice. Like it was really, uh, I was really happy that they were able to use the book and that's what the book's purpose was. Right. Yeah. That just to, 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 to not blame anybody, to not call anybody anything, just to say, hey, kids, like, you know, this is not nice and we should treat people better. We should treat people better. And, uh, you know, I'm yeah. glad there are people out there like you doing the hard work. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess that's just my way. Like, I just want to want to help uh, want to help some kids that uh, I because, yeah, it's their right. Like, I mean, it's a child's I, I keep saying it, but um, I hope that every child can have a happy childhood. Yeah, not have yeah. to go through that. No, so that's uh, I don't think there's what anybody I, uh, out there that would do, that would argue that one at all. No one's going to yeah. disagree with that. Yeah, so that's all I'm trying to do. Listen here, guys. Before we uh, close this one off, I just want to make, turn to my partners here and say, you know, is there anything else uh, anybody wants to uh, talk about? I'm good today. Yeah, I enjoyed this. So yeah, a big thanks for me. Right, thank you. Kenoda, before we get going, there's one tradition we like to do here at the barbershop, and we just want to give you an opportunity if there's any other side projects that you want to talk about, and how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect with you? Okay, so I am on, I'm on Facebook, uh, so you can uh, connect with me uh, there, and then I'm also on Instagram, so, but I'm mostly active on Facebook, so if you want to you know, see what I'm doing then, uh, or what the projects we're working on then uh i'm there on facebook and it's uh kenoda yeah i, I believe my facebook is like kenoda yeah my face I, I have to check that but i believe it's like <laughs> kenoda so k-i-n-o-t-a so we'll make sure that we get the there. we'll get the right links and we'll make sure that they're included when this yeah. goes up all right well listen i can't thank you enough for wanting to uh do this with us i'm sorry it's taken us so long to get to the table i know there was some coordination issues but yeah we did it we're here yeah, <laughs> we had the conversation. I thought I think it's a great conversation. I hope we have the opportunity to speak again uh, when the yeah. next book comes out. And you know, if you ever find yourself back on this side of the uh, world, we're just a, a hop, skip, and a jump away. Okay, we'll go for a beer. Yeah, let's nice. do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is the cow's, cow and sow still the there? Cow and sow is, is still there. Now again, they're I getting renovated. They're renovating yeah. again. Changed hands finally. Okay. Yeah. Dick, so Dickon yeah. has has yeah. retired. Now the nice thing is, and we've become big fans of um, the old livery stable at the um, on that runs sort of parallel to the on, locks, uh, Water Street. On Water Street, oh, really? It's now a brewery, the Fenland Falls Brewing Company. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. uh, it's sort that's sort of a, a returnee story too. Um, gosh, would that have been the eighties? So, the so eight, hold on. Is that near the subway? Is that yeah, down yes, the is. street? Down the street, beside the uh, okay, s- beside the scoops and slices, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, like, yeah. right? There's a couple businesses, and then the yeah. whole livery stable. They bought the whole thing, dumped yeah. a ton of money into it, and 
and um, make good beer. They do. Yes, okay. they do. Yeah, well, that's yeah. where we're but, going, boys. Yeah, so, All right. Yeah, it's funny. So that's sort of, a, <laughs> as I was saying, a returning story because in the 80s, um, and I might be wrong, I, I want to say it's Vietnamese, and if I, it's not, I apologize. There was a family that came to Fenland and sort of um, boarded or whatever with the, do you remember Sandra and Bud Barrett? I don't know if you, they've been longtime Fenland people, really salt of the earth. And they kind of sponsored this family to come across. And then okay. um, as they got older and got settled in Canada, they moved uh, down to the GTA. And the right. younger brother, Ving, has come back and invested in the community. So, right, gone for X amount of years. And then, right, he's hired a top-notch uh, brewer, brewer yeah, Russell yeah. the Brewer. And, well, what was uh, the, 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 you don't remember his name, no? Um, the older brother was Wing. I know that for sure because he was my age. And then the, it's the younger brother, and I believe it's either Ving or Vin. But I, I'm more than likely wrong because I'm terrible okay. with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, putting yeah. it out there on uh, recording so yeah. I can show my ignorance. It's um, on the internet now. It's yeah. there forever. But uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, they've come back. Um, they obviously were doing something in the city and saw an opportunity to come back and buy that building as the uh, nice. The, I guess the, the Kinzingers were finally uh, retiring and got rid of the building. So, but yeah, they right. they gutted it. It's got they've put in a, a million dollar worth of brewing equipment. They've made the upstairs just immaculate. If you check their Facebook page, so it's just um, Fenland Brewing. Okay. Um, wow! If you even remember that building and what it was, filled with old lady clothes, it's it's a really cool. Or maybe was it was it Dockside Grill by that time? Some of it might have been. Maybe, yeah. But I mean, right? Yeah. They just bought the whole. Yeah, the whole thing. The quarter of the block, yeah. whatever they the building was. But yeah, they kind of built it, gutted it. They got a, a running kitchen in there too, so they do some cool food uh, combinations that yes. go along with the beer, very hand in hand. So. Yeah. And of course, they open just right. Uh, I think they got a year in, two years in, right? And then I they so, yeah. run into some issues, obviously, with well, uh, like <laughs> with everybody COVID. else has. But they seem to have been yeah. doing okay. So, yeah. Good, good. good. Yeah. That's good to hear. It's hard. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably now our one of our favorite places to it go. It is when we can actually get in there. Get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. But they do a takeaway, I guess. They now. always they do. Yes, always. they do. Yeah, the bottle shop is yeah. always open. And now that uh, that Ontario has uh, relaxed the liquor laws that we can now buy beer and wine at, at select grocery stores, Okay. we can buy cans uh, just down the street. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. Right, it's convenient. Yeah. I think that's a, a, yeah. right how it always goes. Right, is um, yeah. it's good for people that are you know working long days and can't make it to a traditional place to get it. But as you say, wherever you sit with it, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I I would die for a Fenland Falls uh, pint right now. I wonder if we can get one in the mail. <laughs> Maybe can we get one in the mail? Would it survive uh, the trip? Lots of bubble wrap. Oh boy, <laughs> lots of bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. Do you got? Do you have a favorite uh, beverage? Over there, or like right? Uh, well, the 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 typical it's Asahi Super Dry. Okay, really, but they don't have like it's not like Canada where you have like a huge like selection of you know you go over there you like you see all the you go to the beer store the wall all of beer different <laughs> yeah it's there's more I, I think <laughs> uh, Japanese people they have one brand and they like that one right right yeah it's like our Whereas parents Canada, it was yeah. either it was either Canadian or blue. 
<laughs> or Coors Light. Or yeah. Coors Light, yes. Right. Now it's so diverse. Yeah, so or Wildcat. Diverse. Wildcat. You remember Wildcat? Oh, I do. We do. Right up there with uh, uh, Black Ice. We were just, we, we had, uh, <laughs> you should go back. We've had some good conversations about beer on the podcast. We've had a, a few uh, tasting episodes on different ones. Yeah, and, we've done some beer tastings on the show before, okay. so it's been, and, uh, it's been interesting. We, we've had different discussions about buck beer, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheaper does not mean better. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, that is great. And as I say, you know, I'm so glad that Andy and you uh, managed to have some chit-chats uh, off yeah. air and managed to get this all ironed out and get us all sort of semi-face-to-face, so. Yeah. No, it was a hoot. I had a good time, and you know what? Yeah, same here. It's a same it's a here. it's a great story, and it's a great topic. So again, wonderful. All right, all right, guys. Well, that's it for me, and I just want to put a special thanks over to uh, our producer editor extraordinaire, the wizard himself, Andy. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Andy, man. thank no you problem. for arranging all of this. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, we couldn't do what we do without you. So once again, sir, you are an invaluable member of the team. But that's it for me. I'm your host, Wes. And I'm Scott. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now. All right. At the barbershop. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging with us at the barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the barbershop is a Sawcast production. you ever wanted to start a podcast but you didn't know where to begin maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment do you have an idea for a show but you're not sure how to develop it let sawcast productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say sawcast productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show when your show is ready Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs>